Hey everyone, welcome to the 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Glad to have you with us today, hanging out in the Widecaster Studios of Peoria Life. We want to welcome those that are watching live at peoriaarea.church. Maybe you're on our Facebook page, listening via iTunes. We're also live today on Instagram. So I just want to say thanks for taking time out of your schedule to sit down with me. We're going to talk about some things that Jesus said today. And as we do every week, our really the, the reason 41 Strong exists, we do our best to deliver encouraging scriptures and stories to help people hold on and stand strong. And that's what we're doing today. So before I get into the, today's topic, I do want to um, invite you back next week to join us because I have a very special guest. He's going to be live from St. Louis. Going to sit down and talk with a friend of mine. His name is Brian Jackson. He is a author who has a book that will be coming out this year with Tindo House, and he has a riveting story. His story is gut wrenching, but it will inspire you. It's going to help you. It will definitely encourage you to hold on and stand strong if Brian can endure through his upbringing, then you can. you can. You can make it. So that is next week on 41 Strong. Do not miss it. All right, but today we're going to talk about some things that Jesus said. This past weekend at Rock Church, the church that I lead in East Peoria, Illinois, we kicked off a series called Just Like Jesus, where over the next four weeks we're going to talk about what it looks like to be like Jesus. So today I'm going to share five things that Jesus said that we should say. As followers of him, there are some things that Jesus said that we should say. And I just want to begin with reading a scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. So not only just Im don't not only do we are we called to imitate God, but we are called to imitate God in everything that we do, not just some of the things, not most of the things, but we're called to imitate God in everything that we do. Why? Because we're his kids. The scripture says, the apostle Paul said, because we're his, his dear children, we belong to him, therefore we should want to be like him. We are called to be like him. We've been made in his image. You know, I, I look at my own kids. I have two kids. I have a 13-year-old daughter named Savannah. I have a 10-year-old son named Ashton. And um, they both have their, their own personalities, their own likes and dislikes, and they love to hang out with dad. And I love it when they want to hang out with me. In fact, my son right now, he's in that stage where he wants to be just like his dad. And one of the greatest things that I can hear as a father is when my boy says to me, Dad, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. He wants to be a pastor. He also wants to be in the MBA. We'll see how that goes for him. But I don't shoot down his dreams. I mean, I want to encourage him just like I know Jesus sits on the, at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. He's cheering us on. He wants to accomplish our, our dreams, our goals, as long as they line up with him. So let's imitate him. I love the fact that my son, he wants to, he wants to be like me. That Man, as a dad, that makes me feel good. And I know that... God, he wants us to, to be like him. Um, in fact, the word imitate, if we look in the dictionary, it means to take or follow 
as a model. It means to copy a person's speech or mannerisms. Right? I just I love watching a good clean comedian who does impressions. I think impressions are hilarious, but you know, we are called not just to make an impression of God. All right, we're not called to to mimic, but we're called and we are called to to imitate God, to be like Jesus. And uh, it's kind of funny, my wife um, her dad almost named her Emma and after her, her great-grandma. And had that been the case, then my wife's name would be Imitate. Imitate, right? How funny would that be? In fact, I used to joke with her, if we had another daughter, we would name her Emma so we could, you know, she could be an imitator, an impressionist, and, you know, travel the country you know, doing impressions of other celebrities and all that stuff. But anyway, all right. So I want, I want to go right to another scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Since we're talking about imitating Jesus, being like Jesus, this is what it says, for God calls you to do good. Now stop right there for a second. Notice that it says, God called us to do good, not to do bad. God called us to do good. In fact, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 2.10, because we've been made in his image, we're his masterpiece, we are his workmanship, and God saw you, saw you doing good deeds before you were ever even conceived. That means before your parents ever hooked up, God saw you. That means you're not an accident. There are no accidents. And God has seen us doing good. Peter said he has called us to do good, even if it means suffering, just like Jesus suffered for us. He is our example. And the scripture says we're called to follow in his steps. And we know that because Jesus endured, we can endure. Because Jesus made it, we can make it. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we encounter, we know that Jesus suffered. We will make it, right? Not only did Jesus suffer, but he was tempted in the same manner that we are, and he didn't give in. And because he went to the cross, now we have the power over sin and death ourselves. In fact, 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, there's not any temptation that we can't handle, that God will always provide a way of escape. We're called to imitate Jesus. Now, let me, let me read this to you in the message. It says, this is the kind of life that you've been invited into, the kind of life that Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way so that you and I would know that it could be done and also know how to do it step by step. So the word of God is filled with steps that if we will follow, we We'll be okay, right? We're called to imitate Jesus because we are Christ's followers. So I just want to ask those of you that are watching and listening today, are you a Christian? Now, I know that word has a negative attachment in today's culture, and honestly, I don't even really care. I'm a Christian. I'm following Jesus, whether you like it or not. I'm not going to apologize for being a Christian. There are a lot of Christians who misrepresent Jesus, but there are people that misrepresent everybody at any time. I, I'm a follower of Jesus. And because I'm a follower of Jesus, then this scripture applies to me. So if you, are, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, that means you have confessed Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Then the Bible says you are saved, right? You are a Christian. You are born again. You're a follower of Jesus. So this is the scripture that I'm going to read applies to us then. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Those who say they live in God, all right? If you say you're a Christian, you say you're a follower of Jesus, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. What's that mean? We're called to be like Jesus. 
We're called to live like Jesus. If we are going to live like Jesus, then we should say what Jesus said. We should love like Jesus loved, and we should do what Jesus did. So in this podcast today, we are going to talk about some things that Jesus said. If Jesus said it, then we shouldn't be ashamed to say it. We shouldn't be ashamed to repeat it because it's Jesus, right? So not only, as, see, as a Christian, not only should we be unashamed uh, of Jesus, but we should embrace what he taught. Not just embrace who he is, but we should embrace what he taught. That means we're going to say what he said, we're going to love like he loved, we're going to do what he did. So I'm just going to spend the remainder of our time this morning on this, this podcast. I'm going to share five things that Jesus said that, that we should say. And um, if I have time, I might even sh- share more than five, but I am going to give you five. So anyway, um, number one, Jesus said this, I am the only way. All right, this is big. We're going to spend a lot of time on this one. Jesus said... In John chapter 14, verse 6, it's one of my favorite scriptures. He says, I'm the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one, that means nobody, ain't nobody can come to the Father except through Jesus. That's, that's what he said. You know, that's not popular today. That might not even be nice, but it's truth. And because I'm a Christian and because I have committed my life to Jesus, means I'm going to embrace what he taught and what he said. And he said... He is the only way to have a relationship with God. He is the only way to get to heaven. There are a lot of paths out there, and there are a lot of people out there who say it doesn't really matter what path you follow. We're all going to end up in the same place, and that sounds good, but that is false. That is a lie. Again, I always believe Jesus above everyone else because he's Jesus, right? So what he says goes. What he says matters. We weigh everything against Scripture. If it's not in a word, man, throw it out. All right? So just because some, something sounds good doesn't mean it is good. Just because it sounds true doesn't mean it, it is true. And if it's only half true, then it's a lie. All right? So Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. All right? He's the way. He's the truth. He is the life. Now, what's interesting about Jesus, especially when we take a look at the other three major world religions, Jesus is the only one who claimed to be God. So what I want to do right now is I'm going to share some just foundational beliefs of the other three major world religions. We're going to take a look at Buddhism, Hinduism, and Islam. And then we're going to compare them to Christianity. And I'm going to show you why they all can't be right. They all can't be correct. Only one can be, be true. And the reason is just because they, can, they conflict each other. So they can't all be right. All right? So then we are going to be forced to either believe Jesus or not. All right, now Buddhism. Buddhists, they don't believe in any God. They don't believe in any type of final or eternal existence. All right? Buddhists believe that when you die, you die. That, that's it. All right, but here's what's interesting about Buddha. Now, a lot of Buddhists, they worship Buddha, 
So let's take a look at Buddha. Now, I'm sure that, I mean, I've seen a lot of memes. I've seen a lot of quotes. Um, there's a lot of people that quote Buddha, and I'm sure that he was a man of wisdom. And a lot of the memes, they, short, they show uh, a short, round, little dude who seems um, happy, who seems joyful. And I'm sure he said some good things, and I'm sure that he shared a lot of wisdom. But let me just, uh, let me just share something about Buddha, all right? He's dead. He's dead. He's not alive. He was just a man who lived on this earth. And when he died, he was cremated in India. In fact, you can get on a plane today, you can fly to India, and you can go to the site that he was cremated at. He's dead. He didn't claim to be God. Jesus did claim to be God. And you can jump on a plane and you can fly to Israel and you can go to his tomb and there's no body in it. There's no bones in it. There aren't people standing around his grave weeping and crying and sad because Jesus, this historical figure who walked planet Earth, is not there. That's why he's not there. No one's crying at his grave, right? Buddha's dead. Jesus is not dead. Hinduism, let's take a look at that, right? The Hindus, they do believe in a God, but their God's impersonal, and he can be approached through countless sub-deities. We're talking about smaller gods through statues, idols, even animals such as cows. Um, I mean, there are, in Hinduism, millions of gods. They worship um, sexual organs. They worship, I mean, they worship all kinds of different little sub-deities, sub all right? And um, there was a man named Hairi Krishna, all right? And guess what? He's dead, all right? Buddha is dead and Krishna is dead, all right? Let's look at Islam. We know that Muslims, they worship Allah, the Muslim God, and he um, is personal, but he has no secondary deities, all right? They elephant the prophet Muhammad, even above Jesus. Now, Muhammad was somebody who lived, a real historical figure, just like Jesus is a real historical figure, all right? But guess what? Muhammad died. He's buried in Saudi Arabia. Jesus died and raised himself out of the grave. So Jesus is not only greater than Muhammad, Jesus is greater than everyone. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. So when we look at Buddhism and Hinduism, it's important to, to share this about, about those two religions. They cannot promise you forgiveness of sins. All right? But Jesus can. Jesus can for, forgive your sins. He claimed to be God, and when he died on the cross, he died on the cross so we could be forgiven. But in Buddhism and Hinduism, they can't promise the forgiveness of sins because there is no supernatural help. So, so you see how they, they can't all be the same. They all say different things. All right? Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm alive. There is help through me. There is forgiveness of sins through me. Buddhists and Hindus would say, you can't, be for, you can't be forgiven of sins. There's no supernatural help. All you've got to go on is karma. All right? You know, and of course, the, the Hindus believe in reincarnation. You come back as a cat. You can come back as a cow. You can come back as this and that. 
All you got is karma, all right? Karma is not in Scripture. One of my little pet peeves is when I hear Christians always talking about karma. Here, here's the deal. Here's what Galatians says. I always go back to the Word. Galatians says this in chapter 6, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he reaps. So there is such thing as sowing and reaping, all right? We also know there's a such thing as forgiveness of sins. Now, Buddhists, they don't believe there is a God. And Jesus said he is God. So they both can't be right. See, they both don't lead to the same place. Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, the Dalai Lama, none of them claim to be God. That's what separates Jesus from everyone else. And that's what offends so many people. Because Jesus claimed to be God. I mean, let's, let's, let, me, let me ask you something. Um, the, everyone that's watching and listening right now, how many have heard somebody else take the Lord's name in vain? Whether it's a friend, a, a parent, or a, a, a relative, a teacher, if you have heard somebody take the Lord's name vain, just, just raise your hand right now, even though no one else can see you, right? I mean, you might be sitting in Starbucks and you're just doing this right now and everybody's looking at you like, why is your hand up? Because, all right, so if we, everybody had, we've heard people take the Lord's name in vain. Now, and maybe you've even said it. Maybe you've even said it recently, right? You can watch a movie or you can watch a, a show on television, and at some point, you're going to hear somebody take the Lord's name in vain. I mean, maybe one day you were swinging a hammer, and you hit yourself on the thumb, and maybe you said the name of Jesus, but you weren't praising Him, if you know what I'm saying. You, maybe you, you, you took His name in vain. So let me, let me ask this, this question here. If, if, if you were the devil, whose name would you attack? Hypothetically, if you were the devil, whose name would you tack? When you look at the world religions, would you attack Muhammad? Would you attack Buddha? Would you attack Krishna? Or would you attack a Jesus? Who would you, if you were the devil, who would you attack? Have you ever heard somebody smash their thumb and then go, Oh, Buddha! Oh, Buddha! Have you ever heard that? No. How many times have you been watching a sporting event or an awards show on television only to have a reporter ask a question about winning to the winning team or the person who's won an award, only to have the person on the other end of the microphone say, well, first of all, I just got to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anytime that happens, that person squirms. They don't squirm. No one, no one freaks out when you talk about Muhammad or Buddha or Krishna. But man, when you talk about the name of Jesus, it makes people uncomfortable. Why? Why is that? Why doesn't somebody take Buddha's name in vain? Why doesn't somebody take Muhammad's name in vain? Why doesn't somebody take Krishna's name in vain? When they stub their toe, when they smash their thumb, I'm going to give you the answer right now. Because there's no power in those names. Zero power 
in the name of Buddha. There is no power in the name of Muhammad. There is no power in the name of Krishna. But guess what? There is power in the name of Jesus. That name that is above all names. That name in which every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus. He said it, and I'm not ashamed to say it because I believe him. You see, religion is man's way to reach God. But Christianity is God's way to reach us. And he chose Jesus. There's only one mediator between us and God. It's Jesus. We're not praying to saints in heaven. We're not praying to anybody else. We're praying to Jesus. And he is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. There's only one way. All the world religions can't be right. This is why Jesus said that there is a wide path that leads to destruction. One translation says it's a wide path that leads. It's a, it's a highway to hell. But there's only a narrow gate. There's only a narrow path that leads to salvation. And Jesus said, he's the gate. John 14, 6, I'll, I'll say it again. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right, so Jesus said that we should say it. So for those of you that are just joining us today, I'm sharing five things Jesus said that we should say because we are called to imitate Christ. We've been made in his image and we're supposed to be like him. Therefore, we should say what he said, love like he loved and do what he did. But for this podcast, we're sharing five things he said that we should say. And number one, he said, I'm the only way we should be willing to say that. All right. The second thing that Jesus said is we got to give up our own way. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. So we need to say he's the only way, but then we also got to give up our own way. All right. It's not about believing in ourselves, it's about denying ourselves, picking up our cross and following Jesus. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but it's Christ who lives inside of me. The old life which I used to live, man, it's gone, right? It says this in the New Living Translation, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ inside of me. In fact, the word says this in Acts, that the same spirit that raised Jesus out of the grave, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. This is why we need to imitate him. We need to say what he said. He said he's the only way, and he said that we've got to give up our own way because we're going his way, right? Yahweh, right? So he said this, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So my old self was crucified. You remember your old self before you came to Jesus. It was crucified on the cross with Jesus. You've been made brand new. And that's why we do water baptism to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus by going public with our faith. I had the honor to baptize a number of people this past weekend. I love it. It's, it's people saying, hey, I'm not going my way. 
I'm going his way. All right, number three, the third thing that Jesus said that we should say is we need to seek his kingdom above all else. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. We are called to seek his way. We're called to seek him first, all right? He is the only way. We're going his way, not our own way, and we're called to seek his kingdom above all else. This means we're going to live our life advancing his kingdom instead of building our own empire. Does God want you to dream big dreams? Yes. Does he want you to accomplish things? Yes. As long as those things and those dreams are his will and are aligned with his word. Again, if we're going to give up our own way, then we're going to pray what Jesus prayed. What did he pray? God, not my will, but your will be done. And sometimes there is suffering along the way, but be encouraged. He's with us. And when you say some of these things, not everyone's going to agree with you. The world will hate you. But Jesus said, don't worry, they hated me first. And be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus said, it's a narrow gate and few find it. But guess what? You found it. So let's imitate him. Let's say what he said. Let's seek his kingdom above all else. What are your plans? What are your dreams? What are some goals? What are some things that God's placed in your heart? Psalms 37 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Proverbs 16, 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. So we should dream big dreams. We should have plans, but we need to give those to God and make sure they align with his word. And we are praying, God, your will be done, not mine. And then he will add everything that we need. He will give us a platform. This is why I love Ben Zobras. All right. His goal, his dream was to be a professional baseball player. All right. Well, that's not too spiritual. Listen, he was following God's plan for his life. He won a World Series with Kansas City. He won a World Series with the Chicago Cubs. He was the MVP of that World Series. And now he is using his platform to reach masses of people because he is unashamed of the gospel. Dream big dreams. If you want to be a pro athlete, be a pro athlete. Just make sure that you seek God first, that you're following his way, that you're advancing his kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. All right, those are three things that Jesus said. The fourth thing, I'm giving you five before we close. The fourth thing is we've got to stop sinning, all right? Now, this is, this is not always easy, but here's the deal. There are some people who justify their sin and they make excuses. Some people say, well, hey, you know, it's just, it's just impossible, so you know what? I'm just going to sin. Paul said because we've received God's grace and His forgiveness, that doesn't give us a license to live life we want and to sin. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, we don't have to sin anymore. God will always provide a way of escape. I quoted that earlier. So we need to stop sinning. One of my favorite scriptures in the, in the Gospels is when Jesus forgave the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. I mean, caught in the act. He defended her, didn't he? I mean, those men, they picked up rocks and they were ready to stone her. And Jesus chased off those who were ready to condemn her. He got down, he wrote in the dirt. I wish I knew what it is that he wrote. In fact, I texted him a couple of days ago, and no, I'm kidding, I did that. But so when I get to heaven, I'm, I want to know what did he write in the dirt. If I if I could guess, I would guess that maybe he wrote down the names of some men with rocks, and maybe he wrote down what they did even the night before, and they had a rock, and they're getting ready to take out this lady, and then they look down the dirt, and and they're like, oh wait a minute, Chuck, and he was last night, he was, uh oh. Dropping the rocks. Hey, I'm out. 
Jesus said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. A lot of unbelievers remember that scripture. Most people don't like the last thing that Jesus said to her. See, he forgave her. Let me read this, John 8, 10. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And she said, no, Lord. Notice she called him Lord. She acknowledged him Lord. That's significant too. That's a whole other podcast. And then Jesus said this, neither do I condemn you. And we think that's the end of the story. The last thing that Jesus said to her was don't do it again. Go and sin no more. So one of the things that Jesus said that we need to say is stop sinning. We need to do our best to strive not to sin. Now the good news is when you do fall short, when you do hit your thumb with that hammer, when you confess your sins, 1 John 1, 9 says, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So don't allow the devil to condemn you. Jesus said, in him there is no condemnation. All right? Amen. So be happy today. God loves you. He's not mad at you. But we do need to do our best to stop sinning, and we should hate evil. That's not popular today either. People don't like it when you say that we should you know, hate sin. Have you ever heard somebody say, we got to, you know, hate sin, but love the sinner? And that is important. That is true. But here's the deal. Hate your own sin more than someone else's sin. You just hate your sin. Don't worry about other people. The Holy Spirit doesn't need help convicting people's sin. He's got that covered. You just hate your own sin. Romans 12, 9 says, hate what is evil. That's what it says. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. So we need to stop sinning. And it, we got to trust Jesus. How, how can we do that? Well, man, get plugged into His Word. Spend time talking to Him. When we walk in the Spirit, we don't give in to the lust of the flesh. So we might have to, you know, change some things that we watch. We might have to change some things that we listen to. I mean, if you can sit and watch a movie or listen to a song that is filled with profanity all the way, way through, you're not going to be a strong believer. You're going to mess up. I mean, the Apostle Paul made it clear, don't let any unwholesome talk come from your mouth. I, I, I got to, before I wrap this up, I got to quote what Rick Warren said. He said, some people are so open-minded, their brains fall out. They say, I can watch that stuff. It doesn't bother me. Then he said this, that's the problem. When you can watch and read stuff that is profane, blasphemous, evil, vile, and abusive, and it doesn't bother you, you have a problem. In fact, Rick Warren said, you've become a fool. So we wrap up this podcast. Don't, don't be a fool. You might need to change some of the things you listen to and some of the things you watch so you can be more like Jesus. Today we've been talking about imitating Christ. We can't be like Jesus and watch crap and listen to music that's dropping F-bombs left and right. We've got to guard our heart, our mind. We've got to feed our spirit good, good things. So I'm not, I'm not judging you. In fact, that's my, my fifth point. You may have noticed, for those who've been watching the whole time, I'm giving five things Jesus said that we need to say. And the last one is don't judge. So this podcast is not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to cast blame on you. I'm just trying to encourage you to imitate Jesus. And to do that, we need to make sure that we guard what we listen to and what we watch. Guard our mind, our heart, our motives, all the above. All right? Fifth point, fifth thing Jesus said that when you say, don't judge. As soon as you point your finger at somebody, you have three more coming back at you. Do not judge. Jesus said in Luke 6, 37, don't judge others. 
and you will not be judged. Don't condemn others and or it will come back against you. That's what we're called to do, right? We're called to be like Jesus. So I just want to thank you for hanging out today. Um, five things Jesus said that we should say. So let me pray for you before we wrap up. God, right now, I just thank you for everybody that, that's watching and listening right now. And God, those that are struggling, with they, they want to be like you, but they're just having a hard time. We thank you, God, that you've already showed us, Jesus, that it, that it can be done. And I just pray that we will, we will trust you. I just pray, Lord, that we will spend time in your word, that you will build us up, that we will get strong. Because when we walk in the spirit, we won't give in to the lust of flesh. But Father, for those of us that have messed up recently, those of us that have tripped up and made mistakes, we thank you that you're not here to judge us and condemn us, but you are here to, for, to, for, to forgive us. You're not here to, to weigh us down with guilt and shame, but you're here to lift us up, brush us off, embrace us. And your word says, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we thank, thank you for that, God. We confess to you, God. Anyone who's been on the fence that's been watching today, God, maybe as they've heard about these other world religions that we talked about earlier and they realize today, wow, Jesus really is. He's the way. And I want to acknowledge him. I just pray right now, God, that we will confess to you, Jesus. We believe that you went to the cross, that you were raised from the grave. We turn from our sin. We turn to you. So because of our confession and faith, we're saved. We belong to you. Now help us imitate you. We want to be like Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for hanging out today and joining us. Look forward to seeing you next week. For more information about 41 Will Come or 41 Strong, you can go to my website, chuckytate.com. Not Chuck E. Cheese, but chuckytate.com. All right. God bless you. We will see you next week with special guest, Brian Jackson. PeoriaLife.com.